0: This episode of the Youth Ministry United podcast is brought to you by G Shades. G Shades is a youth ministry curriculum and teaching strategy that is focused on helping students see every life situation through the lens of the gospel. And I know what you're thinking, Graham, I don't have the budget for a youth ministry curriculum. But I'll tell you this, guys. G-Shades has options to fit everybody, and I mean everybody. With three plans to choose from, and every single one of these plans has the resources that you need to do what you want to do, which is impact your students and to impact them better. So if you just need message outlines, a discussion guide for your small groups, and like a game... That plan is only $16 a month. Maybe you're looking for higher production value, like a bumper video before the message or an Instagram devotional or a parent guide so you can keep them informed on what you guys are teaching. That's only $25 a month. And, and let's say you want to step it up again and have a video curriculum that's going to help you increase your online reach during this pandemic and moving forward because we know all of our kids are online. G Shades has you covered for that. It's only $36 a month. You're not Not gonna find youth ministry video curriculum at that price point anywhere else. And I'll tell you this, just from what I've downloaded and used myself, the content that they create is amazing. It is so excellent, so well done. The content is good. The outline messages are. Incredible! The bumper videos alone are worth thirty-six dollars a month. It just takes your messages. It takes your impact to the next level. You don't want to miss out on this. So, head to gshades.org to download season two of G Shades Youth Ministry Curriculum, and make sure you use the promo code United. That's U N I T E D, all uppercase. United at checkout to get an extra five dollars off. And remember, G Shades. It's about seeing life through the lens of the gospel. Welcome to the Youth Ministry United podcast, where our goal is to equip you, encourage you, and empower you to do all that God has called you to do in your youth ministry. So without further ado, let's jump into this week's episode. what's going on YM united nation welcome back to another episode of youth ministry united uh my name is graham you may not recognize my voice i don't get to be on these as much anymore but i'm coming back don't call it a comeback even though i just said it is i'm coming back don't call it that don't i wouldn't it. even anyway, call it that i've never actually met you yet right oh yeah we got to talk about that but first you know what let's introduce people then we're going to talk about that because this is significant First and foremost, on the podcast today, we've got none, other, none other than the Podfather himself. Why, Matt Bowman? Give it why up. does
1: why does this seem so formal right now? <laughs> I don't
0: know, man. This because seems like really formal. formal
1: podcast.
0: I've been doing a formal podcast. Okay, you know what? Y'all give it up for the man. He's crazy. He muted. Yeah, laughing.
1: Come on, what's and up? And he
0: still not still not the TikTok king. No, not gonna happen. Okay not gonna happen
1: all right that's now fine. that's that's fine yeah. i've re- i've relinquished
0: that title you better have even though i see you still trying on there i see you. i, I do watch. i do from a distance somebody's watching me it's me it's me watching <laughs> you all right and we have our very own florida man himself from the deep 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 deep, deep south deep south oh, come man. on
2: what's up taylor what's up guys Graham, like you it's been a while since i've been on been a been a
0: hot minute been a little been bit busy man other been busy these other two we've been trying to like you know <laughs> do things <laughs> I'm, try, I'm, I'm
2: trying to keep the, i'm trying to keep the alligators and the snakes and and, the, and all the animals and wildlife in florida calm down right. you yeah know? i manatee try to do the, manatee, the manatees.
1: the yeah the manatees. the manatees trying
0: to keep the manatees alive yeah. that's what you're doing <laughs> and upright tipping tipping them over <laughs> and last but not least and this one's significant guys because you just mentioned it we have I don't know what your nickname is, Tyler. What is it? What's Tyler's nickname? Tyler, you know, you're here. What's up?
3: I was given the nickname Goat Puncher 3000 uh, <laughs> because because that was the animal that I would punch on our question, right? That I thought I could knock out a goat just you know, yes, solid, this is true. A solid goat uppercut, just a, you know, like just just <laughs> lock and load. Uh, so, but it hasn't quite taken on yet. So uh, we'll just stick with the uh, way up Tyler, north from the way up, 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 up up north
0: we got it so we got the Where? deep 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 south and up 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 north up here yeah it snowed
3: yesterday it snowed <laughs> yesterday yeah just just a little couple little flurries during our trunk retreat but uh, i'm sorry what what is that
2: snow you what is that your tan <laughs> face <laughs> <laughs> listen i i had to put a jacket on this morning because it hit 60 so no i no, we call that pray summer. for me we call that summer <laughs> 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 just pray for me please
0: oh man (laughs) guys if this is any um if this is this is a foreshadowing right here to what's about to happen guys we're really excited about today actually the conversation we're going to have is really good but before we do that i just needed to be known this is first time me and tyler been on a podcast together and uh tyler you've been a part of this as a co-host with us for how long now Oh, oh man, it's probably coming up on uh, six to seven months or something. Well, it's been over a year.
3: I don't even know. I don't Time know. flies when you're having fun.
0: It's been a, it's been a while, but yeah, I'm glad to be here with everybody. I been I been actually fun. had a
3: conspiracy theory that I was working that you were just the actually the burner phone of Taylor, and so that <laughs> that Taylor was just texting. I'm not even fully convinced that you're not a deep fake right now. Like, like, <laughs> like, you're like Taylor's assistant sitting in a different room. Cause you guys, it's got, you know, you got the drop down ceiling, although I have drop down ceiling too, but you know, mm-hmm. as I'm looking at you here as we're recording on they got,
1: zoom, it, they've got the same dark blue wall. Yeah, we do. I was going to say the dark yeah, blue wall
2: yeah. is the same in ours. If yeah. you notice.
3: Yeah. Except behind Graham is about 4,000 bags of chips because he's getting ready for a lock in. No, not a lock in.
0: <laughs> never. Uh, you, never. <laughs> <laughs> it's a cuss Dad, word Dad. on this podcast. Yeah. yeah, we just got the explicit rating. Thanks, Tyler.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yes, finally,
2: we've been we've been trying for that. We
1: tried really hard, guys. Yeah, we well, have. we
3: were we thought we were going to get it whenever you try to say shift. So, but shift shift because you're from the south. Yeah. Like, gotta pronounce that F. Yeah, let's, yeah. Hear, it. let's
0: hear it. Let's hear it. Shift. shift. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Listen, we'll be shifting. Oh boy! Wow. Whoa. Whoa. It's close. But Anyway, guys, man, we've got a really awesome topic today. I'm, I'm pumped to be on with you guys on this because um, this is something that I think we could, you know, you could bring, quote unquote, an expert in. But I mean, really, the experts in this type of topic is the ones who've been through it, because I don't know how you could be as prepared as you feel like you are. you be as prepared as you feel like. Right. You can really go in it. But there's never it's different. There's never preparation for this topic today. And the topic we're going to talk about is transitioning from one role to another, whether that's within your, your church or if that's from one church to another. Because uh, we believe that transitioning well is a big deal. Um, and it's, you know, for you, for the people that you're leaving. But, you know, it's different than if I transition from working in a corporate world to another corporate job. Uh, not saying that one doesn't hold weight, but gosh, there's, I mean, there's students, there's relationships, there's lives that you've changed and built, and uh, so it's very key, it's very important. So I feel like today's topic, this conversation is going to be really helpful for me uh, and for those of you guys listening. But guys, let's jump right in. Let's uh, let's do this thing. So let's let's start off this way. I believe uh, everybody here on the role has some ex- or on the podcast have some experience with transitioning from one role to another in some form, shape, fashion. Mm-hmm. Uh, Right, yeah, yeah. yeah. Everybody's yeah. nodding. You can't see that on the audio podcast, but uh, they are, they are nodding. I'm not alone.
3: <laughs> that was an aggressive nod, just in case they could maybe hear
0: it. I heard it. Yeah, I think they yeah. did too. Mm-hmm. So, uh, so who wants to jump in first? Let's talk. Let's do this. Let's go. I don't know if there's any questions. I don't have a chat open. I don't know if we're talking, but we're just gonna go for it. I have a question. Let's talk about how do you know? Let's let's mm-hmm. start first. How do you know when it's time to transition? Because if we're being real seasons end, man, like the Bible makes Mm -hmm. that clear. There's a time and season for everything, right? Our world, our earth operates in a seasonal format. There's seasons in our lives. So how do we know? What's a good way to know, man, that it's time to transition?
3: Yeah, that's good. I think uh, for me, uh, my first transition, so I served, uh, I I interned at actually the church that I'm currently at right now, um, interned here and then got my first like paid youth pastor position. Uh, at a, at a smaller church. Uh, and I served there for seven years, uh, in, in the youth pastor role. And for me, um, I, I actually had a unique situation to where I, I wrestle with God quite a bit on, on like identity. And I think that's something that a lot of us as youth pastors wrestle with is we find a lot of identity, um, in our roles. Like I'm a, I'm a youth pastor, I'm a pastor, I'm a pastor here. Um, and I actually like God made it, pretty abundantly clear to me just through, um, through, you know, prayer and just kind of really, I think the, the Holy Spirit just laid it on my heart where um, he didn't, I didn't audibly hear God say, but it was like, Hey, you either need to step out of this role here or out of ministry in general. Because you're finding too much identity in, um, like, who you are as a youth pastor and everything like that. So much so that, like, it's a stupid example, but my Twitter handle used to be Pastor Tyler Hope, and Hope was the church that I was serving at. And, like, it had all this identity piece and and wrestled through that. And so God was, like, kind of went through a season of, okay, you're, you're done here because you're not actually finding your identity in me. Um, and you're finding it in this role, and so for me, I had a unique situation that I, I was almost like fighting with God, like no, I, I don't want to. This is where I'm comfortable. This is what I know. This is these are my people. Um, and so it was. It, it didn't make a lot of sense to my church when I transitioned. They were like, we don't get it. And God provided like an opportunity to go to another church that had kind of called, uh, called me and said, hey, would you be interested in coming in and, and filling in these roles of bigger church in the area? Um, but. It was less about like the big church, you know, the big fancy church, Colin, and more like God going, "All right, are you grounded in Me?" It's um, good. And so for me, that was that was kind of my first transition. Um, I've done it twice. I've transitioned churches twice, um, and both times, um, the first time was crystal clear. Like it was like, "You're done right. here. Time to move." The second time, I fought it again. Um, and God brought to light just some of like some past desires that I wanted to do and things that I wanted to like lead in ministry and, and brought them back to my mind um, in that season. And so that's that's what made me transition to where I'm serving currently. Um, so, yeah, that was that's kind of my yes. my two cents. It's not always the norm, but uh, that, that was for me.
0: But, I, I you know, I got out of that, even, even though it may not be the norm for why somebody transitioned or how somebody would know. I feel like that's a very good answer to why it is so hard for youth pastors or pastors to transition. Because we have attached our identity to it. Absolutely. It's not not just the job we do. It is who it is, who are, which to an extent, the call to pastor, the call to be a pastor is an identity. Like I pastor people. It is a gift that I have. Yeah. We attach ourselves to the role. Anyway, anybody else? And and it's a priority
3: thing too, isn't it? Like we we make it, we put it as a higher priority. And I think, and I I maybe we'll say more later. But I just think about the best piece of advice I got from a mentor of mine when I was wrestling with that was he said, "Just remember that that God loves those kids more than you do." And I was like, "Well, first off, you're a jerk, and second, like you're right." (laughs) But that that was something that helped me, like yeah, like this is God's ministry. Yeah. He's allowed me to serve in that area, but it was a, it was a really good way that, that God used Matt who we've had on the podcast before um, to be a jerk and say that to me. um, But to just remind me of my identities in Christ.
0: That's good. I like that. Anybody else? What, what's another, it's another way we know it's time practically speaking.
1: Yeah. I'm, I'm kind of in the midst of transition myself actually. So, and that's part of the reason why I suggested we even, uh, do a podcast about this, you know, for, for me, you know, I, I started, and this is just a little, little backstory to, to, to my transition, but for me, you know, I started a month before COVID as did, as did Graham, basically two months before, uh, we both started about the same time at different churches, but, uh, you know, I I think for me, there's been a lot that has been uprooted here. Uh, I'm not going to get into all the details of that. I don't think that's important, but there's just been a lot of dysfunction that's been uprooted here. And so I think what it has done, it's kept us in a position where we are basically going month by month stuck, not getting to gain traction in ministry. And so for me, there was an unsettledness inside of my, inside of my spirit where um, I don't have a chance to gain traction. And so as a youth pastor that wants to hit the ground running, that wants to uh, really, and I've had the question over the last couple of months, like what what do you mean by gain traction? What does that even look like to you? I think when I think about gaining traction and having traction in ministry, it's a, a, a looking forward to what the future is going to be and how do we get there? And so for, for me, that's not been able to happen. And so inside of my spirit, I just kind of, you know, for, for me, it was this unsettledness of that's not going to be able to happen. We're, we're in a season of being stuck and it's going to be another year to two before we're able to even gain that traction. And so when I started to think about that and started to pray through that, it was just really evident to me that I was being released from here. And so I don't know, I can't really explain the, the, the feeling of release other than, um, inside of myself, like I didn't, I wasn't as invested in what was going on. I was a little more uninvested in conversations that were happening about the future. Um, things like that.
0: Right. Would you say, could you sum that up in like a, an out of sync, like you're out of sync where, cause where the church is and what they're trying to do right now
1: yeah.
0: is, and, well, I mean, cause you think about your situation, right. Is you come in you don't, and I was with you on this one. So I agree. Is it was hard to get traction because you started building it. And then all of a sudden it was like, all right, everything you've been taught. Yeah. You cannot do that anymore. It's out,
1: it's out the then, window. And and really, really like I had this conversation with our staff all the time. Like I never knew what it was like to, to, to run a budget in youth ministry. Right. So like we're spending like month by month rather than looking forward and seeing what's out, out in the future ahead of time. Right. So you never had traction and then you never really,
0: it's like we, and and I feel so for all you guys out there who started right around COVID time, man. Uh, we feel you, man. It's it's hard to get to. I know in some ways it's easy, like it pulls you close. But it was hard to get to a feel and a relationship and a like a deep relationship with your students and your fellow staff members and your church people because I came in and in two months I was working from home, right? Yeah. So that whole first year, that honeymoon period where you get to know everybody and you get to get to have that fun and and grow like that didn't happen. And so it's like, and because of COVID, even the residual stuff, like we're a little bit, we're not past it, but we're able to do more stuff. Now we're back in the office. It's still, it's like you miss a lot. And so then when the dysfunction pops up, it's like, yeah, you don't have the deep rooted buy-in that you would have had, had you not had COVID prior to stick it out and be in the same place. Like you never got to sync up.
1: That's right. And and I had I had some staff members come up to me and say, Man, like I am so sorry. This is not how we normally operate. And I didn't get a taste of that. I start and a month later, COVID. And I think one of the hardest things about COVID in general for and Graham, you may, you may have experienced this too for those out there listening. If you started like right before COVID, one of the hardest things was making connections with students. Yeah. Because for for me, what I found is parents parents were a little hesitant about sending their kids out with someone they didn't know. And so I had to focus on building relationships with families first, then I
0: build relationships with students. And do it digitally. But yeah, and I think, exactly. I think generally speaking, I would call that out of sync. I don't know. Yeah. Would you guys agree? Yeah. I, and I, yeah. I'm
3: listening to that. And what I hear is, is whether it's with staff, whether it's with parents, there's no, there was no room to build trust. Yes. And so I think that when, when there's, especially if you're like deciphering, if maybe you're, you, you guys listening or sitting in a, a place where you're like, should I stay or should I go? That song's playing in your head, all that kind of stuff. And you're sitting here like, and I think that in moments where trust is broken um, is a really, really not, it's not like you can't come back from it, but it's a really hard place to serve. And I think that can get us to go out of sync. And there's a lot of work that has to be put in to rebuild that trust. Otherwise, like, I think that in those moments, You know, I'm never a proponent of like, oh, things are hard. Just get out of here. Like, I think that, you know, there's there's that covenant relationship, all that kind of stuff of like building and and everything. But if there's a place where you hit that rock where trust is just it's just not there um, and and you're not making those movements like you're saying, Matt, where you look down the way and it's month by month as opposed to. Okay, what, what are we working towards? That, that's a really hard place to serve. It's hard to serve under leaders, especially us as like second, third, fourth, fifth chair leaders under someone that maybe trust has been broken with. Um, and so I think that that's a, that's a really deep insight into what you're saying, Matt. And I, I like out of sync, Graham, because I think that, that comes from a, broke, a break in trust.
0: Right, I, I think you got the root of it. Taylor, what do you think, man? Like what's a, what's a, what's a sign that says, hey, it, it might be time to think about the next step. You know? Yeah.
2: Yeah. I love I love where we're going with this, too. Um, and Tyler hit on it. I think there's some there's definitely, I think, moments where there are some things that happen or there are some things that take place where it is absolutely time to go. And and I'd put, you know, a, a break in trust. And, and let me just be totally real. Whoever's fault you would deem that to be whether that's, you know, you say, well, the leadership broke my trust. I don't have trust in my leader or whether it was, you know, I made a real mistake and I screwed this up. And so my leadership doesn't have trust with me, no matter which way the blame lies. Like, to me, that's a huge time to like, you, I think we really got to reconsider your employment there or wherever you're serving at. Um, you know, one thing I was thinking about, and I, and I don't have a specific answer for that, but I will say this, um, I think so often we have a tendency to undersell and oversell that it's time to transition. So here's what I mean. I think, and this is case by case, I think a lot of the time we'll, we will hear people and we'll talk to people have conversation with people that undersell that it's time to leave where there's, I mean, the sky is falling around them. Things are not going well. They are not doing well, like, like not like performance wise, like, like their soul is not well. And it is obvious to everybody that, that it's time to, it's time to go, but yet I've, and you guys have heard this too, I'm sure, but yeah, I've sat there and heard people say, well, I haven't heard an audible voice from God telling me it's time to go. And, and, and I just sort of, am like, I, I just, am sort of like, I, yes, but I like, is God's, but God can speak in the circumstances too, yeah. you know, God can speak in the context of it. And so yeah, that's the so undersell with it. Yeah. Yeah. But then the oversell, I think we, this is so, this is a tendency too, where we have one bad night at youth group and it's like, okay, maybe this is God telling me it's time to be done. And it's always
3: so like, so like spiritual, like over pious, yes. like the Lord yes. is
0: calling me yes. away. Yes. It's it, for real, for real. It's I like, that's a check. You need to check it. When, when yeah. you start, when yes. you immediately start going, the Lord has said, that's yeah. when you take a step back and go, but did he though?
3: Yes, exactly. Exactly. Timmy threw, a, Timmy threw a firecracker in the toilet. I'm done. Yep. Like, yep. You know what? You this is a bad,
0: you have a bad meeting, right? You have a you yeah have to be yep. reprimanded because you. I mean, you did something wrong or whatever. Yep. right? Like uh, that's not the time to, to go. Uh, that's that's just called good leadership. <laughs> exactly. Exactly.
2: And there's this. I mean, it, and you're, you guys are right. It's 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 times of over. You know, we get, we oversell it when it's something as simple as a bad meeting or a bad night youth group or even like I mean even silly things like, Oh my gosh, this, this conversation didn't go the way I wanted it to last night and oceans was on the radio this morning. And so that's God telling me that it's time to like, like, and, and I'm not poking fun. Like I just lost Tyler with that one. <laughs> I'm not poking fun. I'm not poking fun at moments like that. Hear me. But I do think there's a tendency we have to oversell that is like, all right, this is clear. I got to transition. Um, good. When I think there's so much in between that, that can, that can happen. Um, and, and here's, you know, for me personally too, I'll say this. So I, I have been in full-time ministry at the same church, full-time youth ministry at the same church for going on eight years now. Um, And so I haven't had a transition from from church to church when it comes to youth ministry. I'll say that. My role has shifted. Um, So I started as the middle school pastor. Um, I did that for, I want to say three years, three-ish years. And then I transitioned to become pastor of youth overall. Um, And and real quick, I, I won't go too far back to it, but Tyler, when you talked about, um, wrestling with the identity for me, I called it the tether and, and, the, and that transition from middle school pastor to pastor of youth for me, there were really tough days where we, I mean, it was like the perfect storm hit where, I mean, we had leaders that were fighting with one another. We had a key student ended up leaving for like basically a lie that his mom, had, it was, a, it was a mess. It was a mess, mess, mess. Um, and so like all these things happened all at once when I, when I just took over. And for me, I, I had this tether to my soul of, I, if I was not a good pastor, quote unquote, then it was not well with me. And my dependency on being well was based on being a good pastor. And the tether was so strong early on. Um, and, th- you know, through counseling and through other things too, I've been able to, to loosen that tether a little bit and differentiate, which has been great. Yeah. But t- I resonate with that when you said that. Yeah. And um, counsel, I mean, talking to somebody working through somebody,
3: that that's yeah. so key. And I think, I think about, thinking about the tether, I love that picture because mm-hmm. you're like, okay, we got the tether. Where our soul, our souls, we're lined up with Jesus, right? Yep. And so that, that that there's an idolatry type thing happening there sometimes when we put our job. But also, like, there's this fine line where we have to find as pastors, like, what is my compelling why? I heard a pastor say once he came in and spoke. He's like, we all we need to have that compelling why. Why do I do what I do? And do I know how to communicate? Yes. why I do what I do. And so, and I think it's in those moments when we have those bad days, when we have those meetings, like you said, Graham, like mm-hmm. when we have those, do we have a, a, enough of a grounding in who we are in Christ, but also do we have that compelling? Why, why do I do what I do? I have a, uh, in my office, I have a plunger. Um, and I think I've talked about this before on a podcast, but on, on the plunger I wrote, it's worth it. Um, because it was on a youth event that some toilet was overflowing and a plunger, I had to plunge a toilet and I was sick and it was just a nightmare of, it was one of those events that you're like, I quit. I just, I give mm-hmm. up. Um, and God just uh, like at 4am plunging a toilet while puking my guts out. He was like, Hey, just so you just, say know, like this is worth it. Mm-hmm. Stepping wow. into the mess. Um, and, and, and that plunger? compelling why it's not the same plunger. <laughs> it is not the same plunger because no, that thing was a hazard <laughs> waste dump. <laughs> I ate cereal out of that thing. Um, no. But like, I think having that compelling <laughs> why <laughs> yeah. having that compelling why, you know, that's and then good. every, yeah. Not, not quitting when oceans is on the radio. And that's, that's going to make everybody. To
2: and re- <laughs> real, real quick too, to, to pay back on that. I, I wrote down, Graham, when you first asked the question and it was, so, so what, what is that, what, what is that sign or what is, what is a sign that, that could possibly right. be its time? Um, so I, I, you know, I've been thinking about my, my own journey and myself personally. And I, and I, you know, I would, I, I would definitely say that I'm over the second, you know, I'm I'm over the crest of the hill when it comes to my journey in youth ministry, meaning I, I, I don't, I don't, meaning I don't believe I have eight more years of youth ministry left in me. We're going to go that way. Um, I believe I got, you know, a few, a few ish, you know, less than that. Yeah. I got, I got less yeah. than that. I got a few ish, really good years left in youth ministry. They call it the, for twilight me, the twilight years, the twilight, yeah, twilight my, years. Yeah. My, my, my twilight years, my golden years, baby. Um, so, so I, I was thinking, you know, so what was it in me? And this has been really over the past six months of really coming to terms with some of this and processing it and praying about it. Um, and for me, I, I wrote down that for me, it's, it's the passion and the current role is dwindling when things are going well and it is well with my soul. Like for me succinctly, like, like that's it. That's, that's what's going on with me. Okay. Uh, and hear me. It's not like, like if I have a student listening to this, I love you. I'm not, you know, it, I'm not ready to, you know, i I've been pretty vocal about this. It is not like I'm ready to quit, quit. I hate my job, nothing like that. But I can tell you that my passion today versus three years ago, it's, it's different. It looks different. Um, and part of that stage of life too. And part of that's just, you know, what, what my family's doing and, and we're growing and some, some, some of that kind of stuff too. Um, but for me, that last part of that sentence is key uh, it's not just my passions dwindling because quite frankly, that can come and go. Um, I can go to orange conference in April and I'm going to like want to kick down a door and, and, you know, when I get back and and be on fire. Okay. But when things are going well and when it is well with my soul and for me, that's been the check over the past six months. Of of okay, I can't just go and say, yeah, you know what, I'm not feeling it today, and so that must mean it's time to transition. No, for me, it's been okay. I'm not feeling it today, and and it's been multiple today's. But let me make sure that my soul is well, that I am good, that that I am good with God, that, that that I'm clean there. And then let me reevaluate ministry and let me see, oh, okay, well, well, attendance is down, you know, if attendance, you know, if, if attendance were down 75%, then of course I'm, you know, of course your passion is going to be going to be dwindling. I could see that. But, you know, I've sort of checked these markers and gone, no ministry is going really well right now. We've been so blessed to, you know, you know, God's still working and God's still moving and that's awesome. But yet there's this dwindling passion. And so I know that there's something, once again, it doesn't mean I'm quitting tomorrow. I mean, I hate my job. It doesn't mean, any of that. But it does mean I know that I'm on the other side of that, uh, you know, of, of that journey. So I hope that makes sense. But for me, that was the thing I wrote down when you asked that question, Graham.
0: That makes perfect sense. I think that's it, though. I think that might be the biggest. I think if we're going to put people in a category, like because you know, like for a lot of us, it's specific things that are happening that would that would be a key, right? That you can't necessarily pinpoint on a podcast. <laughs> that one is a, I think, a very general one that a lot of people are going to fit into. In fact, I'm thinking three or four guys that I know personally, yeah. but that was the case. In fact, my, my youth pastor, my first youth pastor, when I got saved, uh, we were <laughs> rocking and rolling, man. We had a church that only had 300 people in it, but our youth ministry had 250. Wow. Yeah. Wow. I mean, yeah. And, and, and these are unchurched kids that don't come. They don't come. Their parents don't come. They're not used to this saved. I mean, just, incredible move of God happening in our, in our, in our schools. Like we're talking like these kids are owning what they have and going to their schools and just telling people about how good Jesus is. And we, I mean, it was rocking and it almost was, it was almost like effortless. Like I remember, man, I'm serving on this team. We weren't, it didn't feel like work, man. You are showing up and just excited about it. We're writing the vision on our hand. You know, uh, like we're coming in, we're taking, I mean, it, it was a team effort. Everybody, I mean, it was like we were just rolling. Yeah. And then one day, he has a meeting with us and he goes, it's, it's going really well. I'm good with me. But it's, it's time. And you're going, yep. why? But everything's so perfect. Why? Yeah. Yep. And that was it. I talked to him later, you know, because that was, you know, 10 years ago. He was like, my passion wasn't there anymore. Yeah. And you're going why it was so good. Why is your passion? But now at that, I sit in the seat. I can see where that could be a possibility. Yeah. Easy. Yeah.
1: Easy. Yeah. I want I want to piggyback real quick on Taylor before I, um, before we move on, um, you know, looking, looking back at my journey over the last number of months, uh, you know, back in, back in May and June for me, I wanted to like in my humanness, I wanted to just be human and react and just start submitting my resume to every church that's hiring saying, Mm -hmm. I want out of this mess. Right. But at that moment, um, was I mentally okay? No. Um, Mm -hmm. was my soul okay? Absolutely not. It wasn't until I got healthy until I spent some time spending time with the father, spending time in the word, spending time, getting right emotionally, mentally, all of the above that I could truly Mm -hmm. sit and say, like, yes, everything's okay with my soul. Yes, everything's okay mentally. Yes, everything, I'm, I'm okay. I'm good. Mm-hmm. Where does the Lord want me? Where does yeah. What does the Lord have for me? Yeah, And it wasn't until I, until I hit that moment that I knew that it was time for me to move on.
3: It always reminds me of the story when the Israelites yeah. wanted a king, right? In, <laughs> in the Old Testament, yeah. when the Israelites are like, we want a king like everyone else or whatever. And mm. there's, I think there's moments in ministry where, where we're like, I'm done. I'm out. God, just like, let me go yeah. anywhere else or, or whatever. And we don't ask the question like, God, what do you have for me? Mm-hmm. Um, mm. and, and, and having those moments to just go, cause like when they, when the Israelites are like, Hey, we want a King. And God's like, well, I, I'm your King. And they're like, no, we want one like everyone else or whatever. Like how oftentimes do we have something hard? Like we've been talking about. Right. And then all of a sudden go, I know best. So God just do what I say. Um, and not, what i do so
0: yeah. and that's what it just reminded
3: me of that that's
0: when fair. he does it in that story he goes yeah. okay I, I, okay and a and lot of us didn't i feel like end might well. even be in, we might be in roles that yeah. we're in because we asked god for what we thought was best <laughs> and uh and you know and, and and i love what you guys are saying because what it, what is coming out is that number one is transition starts specifically like there are specific things but number two the number one key indicator is that you are good with Jesus. Like you are, you are, you, you are not living in sin, right? You have not turned away from God. You are not uh, struggling emotionally, mentally. Like you, you're like, you are in, you're in balance, right? You're Mm -hmm. in, you're in right standing, so to speak. Mm -hmm. Uh, If you are in, if you can check those boxes and still you're going, yeah that is when you should start to look. Cause I think a lot of times we will, we'll, we'll flip that and go,
1: mm-hmm.
0: well, I, you know, you struggling emotionally and that's the reason why you should go, but God's really, that's not what that's not. But I love that because what it says is, is the key to transition does not lie in the circumstance. It lies in the position of our hearts in mm-hmm. relation to the father. Totally. That was really
2: good. And we're, you know, let me, let I me mean, real, real quick, Ram, let me say one more thing just to, Very just good. to, cl- just to clarify too. Um, And we're, you know, we're, all of us are talking under the general assumption of a youth pastor that's working at a church that things are going pretty well. So, <clears throat> excuse me, that that's, that's the assumption we're talking under, because I don't, I don't want someone, I don't want someone who, I don't want someone listening who's at a church with a very unhealthy culture.
0: I was just about to go there.
2: And, and, and uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. You, um, yeah. Well, I, was, I, was, I, figured, I figured you might be getting ready to go there. I'm, I'm, I'm going to go ahead it. and say it. I don't want I don't want someone listening who's at a church with a very unhealthy culture who those circumstances are not what God would want you to be in. Like like that's like you might be at a church that that yep. God is you know shaking his head at, going, This is not what I this is not what I had in mind. Um, yep. I'll leave it I'll leave it at that. Right. That this is not this conversation or what we just talked about, don't overhear that in us saying well you got to stick it out because cuz quite frankly i've seen situations where there's such a toxic culture at a church and in ministry that it deeply impacts your soul and it is not well with your soul because of it is because it's so not well at your church that's good and so and so don't you know don't hear us and that's that's not who we're talking to right um and if that's you i'd i'd say you know my goodness yep.
3: you know if god find someone
2: yeah exactly god. find somebody yes. and 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 walk and them. And talk to them and walk through that with them. And I would venture to guess that I'd venture to guess that your next your next step is a conversation with leadership, or maybe it it it, it might it you know, very well could be leaving. So right. so here us, we're not we're like not telling you, we're not telling those of you that are in that situation. We're not saying this for you of right. like, well, you need to get right with Jesus because you might be like, right. No, my, my career, my church right now is crushing me in my soul. <laughs> yes. Well, so no, I, just, no, I wanted, I like I wanted to clarify that. Go
0: ahead. But I just no, want to know. I like that. Be, and I like what uh, Tyler says. Is, yeah. is, so the next step for you guys, because, so the initial part of this conversation was for the, you're, it's a, things are going well. Nothing's perfect, yeah. but everything's kind of, everybody's trying to be better, right? Everybody's yes. trying to be good, right? Everybody's <laughs> trying to be in, in healthy, But there are places that are unhealthy, and I've been in those too. And uh, I, I agree, but I love what Tyler said, man. Your next step, yeah. and I'm just, we'll bring some specifics to that. Find somebody who is unbiased. That means they are yep. not in the organization. They do not understand the deep inner workings of what's going on in your church that can speak to some of the things that you've seen, right? Uh, yeah. that's, that, that's where coming, having mentors and counselors mm-hmm. and people in your life that you trust to speak in your life, that's where that's key. Um, and, or just people, right? I know, mm-hmm. I know Matt has had discussions with me about things. Uh, shoot, we've all had them, I think. And uh, you need people who understand Like And and, and here's the deal. There's a difference between talking to somebody who's not from the church world and from our world. Uh, You need both. You need both. You need somebody who does not work in the church world who can speak to things. Because let's just be real honest. There's things that happen in the church world that should never happen ever. But the church has normalized it in an organizational standpoint. And then there's things... Uh, that you need to somebody who works in the church world because they're the only ones who are going to get it. (laughs) Yes. But I love what you said, Tyler, man, speak to somebody and let them either confirm or deny what you think is happening before you make moves. Cause it could be that it's unhealthy or it could just, you could, it could not be, I don't know. You never know. And I think that's, that's good though. Uh, So there are two sides of the, the coin here. And I would, I would just add situational. A, I would
3: add a caveat to that I don't know, caveat, caveat,
0: Ca- caveat, caveat to that
3: caveat. Um, if you're married, like encourage your spouse to also talk with people too, That's because, true. because sometimes it's really easy. Like we have to understand, like our church is our job, like, like we work in churches, but it's also our community. It's also our family's community. And so it needs to be a united like situation if you're married um, and your wife or husband's got to be on board um, and like it, it's you, the conversations are so important. Sure. Um, it isn't just a Monday afternoon. Uh, when Before we got on Graham, you, you dropped a, a, a fact bomb on us. Well, would you want to say that really quick?
0: Yeah. So the, the statistic is, is that uh, most youth pastors uh, when they quit or when they quit on a Monday, or the mm. day after their their night, because it's such a long. They quit after the long day, so Mondays statistically are the day that uh, when a youth pastor puts a resignation, in, it's on a yeah. Monday.
3: And that's where talking comes in, because you you, you pull back, and it's got to be that unbiased person, the person not like going, "No, you can't quit. We need you." You know, because that'll create some savior complex in you a little bit, and that's not helpful either. But having that, that person that you can talk to, to talk you off the ledge if need be, or to say, no, yeah, you know what? You do need to transition. Um, so having those conversations and including your spouse, but then also encouraging them to talk to people is so
1: important.
0: Very. I agree. And I think through all of this, unhealthy, healthy conversations with people outside is key. So if you're taking notes, put that down. All right. So let's, talk, let's go to the second part because... Uh, everybody's going to have their reason. I think being super sensitive to the spirit of God uh, is key in all that, right? Because, uh, and I love what you guys are saying about unhealthy culture, right? It doesn't make any sense to plant yourself where the soil's garbage. Um, so don't do that. That's a terrible idea. We're not saying, we're not saying stay in a situation that's not like good. But uh, there is still, regardless of the situation, uh, the, 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 the transition itself is important. I've always told this, uh, as how you leave, a place. How you leave one place is how you will start the next place, right? Like it, like how you leave this way is out is how you will you will. It doesn't matter. Like so, you can't burn the bridge. Like you have to do everything in your power to to make it smooth. And now, now, not all places let you do that, and we under we'll talk about that. But that is so. That's that's where we're going next, right? So let's say you, you've gotten the place. You're like, yeah, this is it. Now we got to talk about practicals, right? So, but before we get to that, I want to, I want to ask this question. and You guys jump in. What do you think makes the actual transition so hard for youth pastors? Because it is for all, for those of us who transition, it's almost tormenting. It's like, I remember when I left the church that was at before to come to this one, heart-wrenching because these are boys and, 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 you know, girls that man, we did life with, came to our house, hung out cried on you know on our couch right played softball with like these are these are people and so so talk about that how what what
1: makes this so hard yeah graham i think i think you kind of hit it a little bit um for me it's the relationships um when i when i made the announcement to um our our leaders that i was leaving um that was one of the hardest things i had to do um because i I had to sit there, look. It finally became reality. I had to look them in the face, these people who I've served alongside of for the last two years. And I had to say, listen, you guys are the best group of leaders that I've worked with, even though they're the only group of leaders that I've ever worked with. Um, and I had to look at them and say, yeah, I'm out, I'm out. I'm transitioning. And so those relationships I built were, were really, were, are really tough to leave. And, and specifically, too, with students. Like when I made the announcement to the students a couple Wednesday nights ago, as soon as I made the announcement, I couldn't even look at the students in the face because I saw the look on some of their faces. Some of them responded with pure, pure shock. Some of them were, were crying. Some of them looked angry. And so I had to travel around to the small groups that evening and have conversations with students and try to walk them through that. And man, I, some of them just were angry. And so that was really hard. Hmm. Yeah,
3: I, I think what it comes down to, because I agree, it's if you're ju- doing your job right uh, as a youth pastor, it's going to be hard. Uh, and it goes back to what my, my mentor Matt said, right? We have to remember that God loves these students more than we do. And then he's going to take care of them. And, and, and that piece, I think that's important. But it's, if you're doing your job right, you've got relationships you've got those kids that are like i don't get it because they're also not at the at the the the, the developmental level to be able to even like they're, all they're hearing is you're leaving us um and especially okay if you're in getting ready to transition and you're listening to this this is super practical like be so gentle and so careful with your juniors and seniors especially if you've been there a long time because like they're, they're like, we're about to like move into transition and they're, they're walking into transition in their own life um, and probably scared and and thinking through those things. And when you have a youth pastor leave, I mean, I had a youth pastor leave when I was uh, going from eighth grade into ninth grade. And I remember all of the feelings that I had and different things like that. And so understanding that because it's, it's, it's hard on them but i think yeah the hardest thing is is it's the relationships if you you're doing it right you're doing life with these students they know your kids they know That's your good. family they they know your dog's name i don't have a dog but you know like they're there that wow and it's done and not like completely wow. done but it's done
0: i love what you said if you're doing it right and, and i think that brings some that brings some encouragement to it doesn't make it easier let's talk about the encouragement of that, right? If you're doing it right, this is going to (laughs) suck. It's going to suck, man. It really is. And, uh, and you know what, man, that's okay. Um, Well, yeah.
3: If they're like, okay, see you
0: later. You're like, oh crap. Yeah. You should feel bad. Right, right, right. If they're all good with it, that's when you should, you should.
3: Don't even worry about the two weeks. Just go ahead. Like,
0: you know, at that point, just run away. Just get out of there. They don't care. (laughs) No, don't do not click accept on the recording. Uh, that's a, that's a joke on the zoom meeting. They, they now you have to give permission to be recorded. Anyway, Taylor, what do you think, man? What makes this hard?
2: Yeah. So, um, like I said, I, you know, I haven't, I haven't transitioned myself from, you know, one youth ministry to another. Um, and so I, you know, I haven't done this with students and, you know, my, you know, my personal hope is that, you know, in the next few years of, of a transition from youth ministry for me that, that, it you know, it might, it might even be something within my own church to, to be honest so that way, you know, so that way I'm not a little easier. It's yeah, it's a little easier and you know, I'm not leading, I'm not, you know, leading them day in and day out, but there, there is, I'm, I'm still here. Um, right. But you know, the, the two things I was thinking of was for me, you guys nailed it in the first part of why it's so difficult. And, and it was when we talked about how they know your family, because seeing, seeing, our students now, with my daughter, um, has completely changed, like, like, it, it just, it, oh my gosh, it's a whole other level of just so cool, of the way that they love her. Um, you know, she'll come with us on, we don't, every, not every Wednesday night she comes because it's a little late for her to stay up and, and be out. Um, but on the Wednesdays that she's here, I mean, Elisa and I will let her I mean, she's she will let her go because we know that she's with one of our students People. all the wow. time and they will hand and they will hand her off between our leaders like between like our youth counselor team between our middle school girls our high school girls whatever we know she's like like she's loved on so deeply um awesome. and so that has been like gosh that thought for me um Ooh, yeah, of, of, of of leaving and and, kids and is a big deal Yes. And, and like, cause I know the truth of the matter is, you know, I know if, if we all stick around long enough at, at our yeah. church, those girls that are holding her now will be her small group leader when she's in middle school. And that's like, to me, that's just such a, like, there's just something so beautiful in that. Um, yeah. And makes it that much harder to like, gosh,
0: if, if, if there were to be a transition, if I were to leave well, I'll um, tell you this on that, cause you, you brought it up. Uh, one of the things that made my old youth pastor leaving us so hard for them is he had three kids that, and, and I'm not saying this to say that they didn't, but like, Mm -hmm. we were so close to that family. Like, I remember at one point I pretty much slept on their couch for two weeks straight. No clue why nothing was going on in my house. I just, (laughs) just where I landed for two weeks. But like you became, and this is, you know, not a joke. Mm -hmm. You became a, a brother to those to those boys to those people in fact they have three kids i've married two of them i have the daughter and the brother and then the third one asked me at the last wedding he's like will you be there for mine and you're going yeah wow right you know and 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 you know so the last church i left man it was what was funny is they were they were two of my her husband and her were two of my youth leaders Mm -hmm. on that team it's funny because i remember she was eight years old so she's my youth leader now they are the youth pastors at that church but it's like you're right. It's like I'm looking at my kids and yeah. looking at these leaders and these these students and going, "Goodness gracious, we're in this long enough. They're going to be speaking yeah. words and
3: and, yeah. and just thinking about that, right? So, like changing gears here a little bit. Okay, when when we transition, thinking about the stories of you know when when your your youth pastor left and his kids and and the the connections that were still there. I was just texting this morning with uh found out one of my former students he's in the military he's getting deployed for a year newly married um getting ready to get deployed so i just texted him i was like hey man thinking of you praying about praying for you and your wife and all of that and stuff um when we transition how important is it to transition well and to leave well um when when we move from positions and things like that because when we're talking about legacy and we're talking about like the ability to, to connect or like, I think my, my goal when I've transitioned now twice out of churches, my goal was always to be able to show up on a Sunday morning back there and it be a good experience. Um, It's kind of like my rule of thumb of like, you know, yeah, people were upset when I left and people didn't really understand it or get it or whatever, but I left well. And I left in a way that like, allowed me to come back and continue a lot of the relationships yep. that I have. And since I've left, I've done a wedding of a, of a former student of mine. Um, and like I did, unfortunately a funeral for a former student of mine from a last church and things like that. And so like leaving well is something, I feel like we almost need to have a whole another podcast on what does it mean to leave? Well, we kind of talked right. about transitioning, but leaving well sets you up for continued ministry.
0: Impact. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's good. Yeah. And that's what we're about. Like what we want to make there. kingdom impact. Yeah, yeah. that's good. I like, and I think if we're going to define it, I think you define it like you said it, right? Is leaving well is they'll invite you back. Mm-hmm. Like they'd yeah. have, like they may not have got it. They may have been upset in the moment. It may have been a hard leave, but they want you back. Like mm-hmm. they'd have you back. And if you came to them and said, hey man, I miss it. They're going to go, well, then get back here, you know? That's good. I like that. And to, and to
2: piggyback on that, and this and this tie this ties to that thought of, of leaving well in that process. And it also ties to the to the um to I think Tyler, what you say, what you what you or Matt, I forget who it was, said earlier about um about them them missing you um and, and that part of, of oh 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 if you do it right, um, you know, they'll 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 miss you. and I would j ju- I would just challenge I would challenge youth pastors in this way. Let them miss you relationally, but don't let them miss you strategically or systematically. That, like, Ooh, like, preach like, preacher, good. like, preach it. Let let them miss you relationally, but the goal. If if this is a long idea of a transition, you know, the, the, you got some time, you got some forethought, strategy around this. Don't let them miss you when it comes to strategy and systems yeah, it's, it's because you one, are one, no yeah. longer bingo. You're no longer the guy or the girl that everything runs through. You've built teams, you've built systems, Good. you've empowered leaders, you've built you've built your team. And so you can step out. Relationally, there'll be a gap and, the, and you will be missed. But then somebody else can step in and inherit a system right. and, a, and a group that, and, a, and a program and a mm. strategy and a ministry that is – Firing on all cylinders. So um, that's huge. Yeah. If we tell our, if we
3: tell our church, Hey, we love you guys. Yeah. Like why wouldn't we set them up to succeed in the future? Why wouldn't Like when I left, when I left my first church, I created a whole form of like, it was stupid amount of work. I took my month that I had of just like, like passwords and, and, and like, like I put my, how much it cost us to run our winter retreat and how much it cost all this stuff for the next guy. I call it like Tyler's brain is what I right. called it. And yeah. it was basically all the things that I had in files and stuff. And I left it in a folder on the desk in my old office. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, we, uh,
0: so that's where I want to go next, Taylor. It's funny mm-hmm. you went there. So I was going to, you know, what makes it hard? That's what, so what can we do is going to be the next question. And yeah. I think that's it is you. So relationally, it's okay that they miss you. Leaving well says relationally, they miss you. Mm-hmm. But leaving well strategically and systematically, they do not miss you. Now, they're thankful for you, but they do not miss you. One of the things I love that Tyler said is when I came into this role at this church, I came up here to get a, a, a rental house before we moved, and then we went back to, to get everything. And when I came up here that time, uh, uh, the, the, my, my boss, the executive pastor here, gave me this big binder. And it had everything in it. Here's who we call. Here's, our, mm-hmm. here's what we do and what month we do it, but here's when we start planning it. Here's who you need to contact for those things. Here's some of the cost of things that we used to do. Here's what our budget looked like. Here's how we did small groups. Here's here's some leadership names. Here's some leadership sh- like material that we used. Like it had everything. Now, whether he did that, you know, himself or, you know, was told to it it doesn't even matter. The point was is that I'm very thankful for the last youth pastor because not just because of what he invested in the kids because when I got here, I had a a foundation. I'm not very administratively gifted. So for me, that was like a gift of gold, you know? And so I love what you're saying is what you can do practically is take the month, Tyler, take the two weeks, whatever it is that you have and spend all of it on prepping and preparing. And and if you, but you know, if I'm being real honest though, I love what Tyler said, if you're doing it right, relationally, it's going to be really hard. But if you're doing it right strategically, it's not going to be hard. You're just handing off what you've built. And so if you haven't been building systems and, and strategies and teams, you need that when you leave, that needs to be happening.
2: Yeah. Um, yeah. And, 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 and they, I,
0: that shouldn't, you should, if you actually love those kids, they should not feel that in a ex- system. Exactly. And I'd even, and I'd even say in addition to that
2: too, of, of spend more time with your youth leaders than with students for that last stretch yes. and pour into them. Cause they're going to be the familiar face. Um, you know, take time to platform other people to communicate. Right. Um, maybe it means you taking less weeks of teaching and platforming other people that are still going to be around that still might teach. Um, you know, it, it, it's all that kind of stuff that just like I think it just sets up it sets up the next person so well. And Graham, I love in um, entire too. I, I love your all sort of personal testimony to that of, of like here's what this looks like on my end of I'm going to hand everything over, and then here's what it looks like of, of inheriting it and going, oh my right. gosh, this is such a gift to to be able to have this, to be able to, to look at this, reference it.
0: And you know, something else I thought of, uh, cause that is what you do. I think, I think practically that's the best thing you can do. Spend mm-hmm. time with leaders, <clears throat> make sure your systems are very clear, concise and accessible. Um, and then, and, and, and train people on those. But, uh, I think, I think that, uh, on a, on a whole nother, you know, on a whole nother side, I think that if we're doing this, if we're doing this right, This is this is this is a whole nother. This is a what if, right? If you've been doing it right, when you transition, the best possible scenario is that a youth leader behind you that you've been developing takes your place. Yeah. So for those of you guys who are not transitioning and you are in the throes and you're loving life and you're like going, okay, this is just something for the future. Maybe this isn't right now. This is just putting ammo in your pocket because you just love listening to our podcast. Your next step right now is you need to always be working as if you are training your replacement every day, every day. So I think, I think what Taylor's saying is not just something we should do in a transition. It should yeah. be something we, we have seasons that we do every year. There's seasons where uh, I'm not the guy on the stage, man, uh, for mm-hmm. this week, or, you know, like every other week we're going to alternate, or I'm, I've got a communication team, or we're, yeah. every, somebody else always knows what's going on. Mm-hmm. So that when you go on trips or when you go on vacation or when you're not there, man, the thing runs like it should. But then, also, mm. when you leave or something happens, it runs better like it should.
2: Yeah, right?
0: I love that, man. That's mm. that's really good. That's what you should be doing now, regardless of where you're at. Yeah, sounds business. sounds like leadership. Yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah. Who knew? Yeah. Real, real quickly as it relates. Go ahead. I Graham. think
0: that. Uh, let me say this. I think that that's why this is hard for youth pastors. Mm-hmm. For some reason, youth pastors think we are second tier leaders. Mm. Right? Mm. We're not because it doesn't all fall on our shoulders. We don't assume that responsibility right? Transitioning would be less hard for youth pastors is, and I'm just going to be brutal honest as a speak to myself as if we would grow up and assume responsibility and lead. Yeah. Right. Yeah. If we would develop people and not make it about us. a lot of times young leaders make it about us, man. If we just yeah. come into this thing going, nah, it ain't about me anyway, it's about who I leave behind. It's the mm. legacy I leave, right? My legacy lives on in the lives of the people that I left behind. Yeah. So I think that, I think that's a big deal, man, as youth leaders. Remember you guys are leaders, like real leaders. That's right. And, and I, I just think, I think that makes, that's preparation you can do now to make transition better later. Sorry. Go ahead, yeah, Matt. No,
1: I was just gonna say really quickly, um, as it relates to, to leaving well, like leaving well for each individual is gonna look different. Yeah. Um, you know, for, for me, and I, you know, unique situation here, our, our, when I came on staff in February of 2020, as of my departure, our staff will be cut in half, our pastoral staff. And so we have the whole load of the ministry resting on three part-time pastoral staff members. And so for me, leaving well meant, you know, communicating three months ahead of time. Here's, here's what I'm feeling. And here's the thing. Those of you that have been in and around church long enough, if you've been through transition, you know some churches can be really weird about that. As soon as you communicate that you're making a transition, it gets awkward. Right. And so for me, it came down to an integrity thing because we were losing. I knew we would be losing some staff members. And so I knew that we would need time to transition into something different. And so what this is allowing us to do is transition our children's pastor into a family ministry role, overseeing both children and family ministry. And so I knew we'd have we'd need to have time to do that. And so for me, it came down to integrity and uh, in communicating that I was transitioning. So and I, think, I, I, think that's, I think that's key, Matt. I think you're right on. Communicating is
0: very key. Once you've decided that you are going to be an open and honest, because here's the deal. God, God will hold me responsible for what I do with the information and things that I've been given. And he will hold them responsible for what they do with the, with the information that they've been right. given. Right. That's right. You can, we're talking about leaving. Well, this is all about what's in your power. You do what's right in, in, and you do it the right way doesn't matter how people respond. They may or may not let you, but you try because uh, it doesn't matter uh, at the end of the day what they do. It's all about what I do, right? So let's, let's wrap it up because, uh, you know, we could go on forever. maybe make a part two on how to leave well exactly. But just in summary, man, so we talked about, first of all, is, uh, is the transitioning in general. Like, well, how do you know when? Like, everybody's going to have one. Things are seasonal. Uh, so when you know when your season's over, right? And I think we we kind of landed on there's a lot of things that could determine that, but the number one thing is is being in right relationship with Jesus so that you can hear and see things correctly, right? Uh, we talked about having people in your corner that you can talk to, uh, and and we we talked about just having a good gauge on your emotions, right? There's a lot that goes into that, but really that comes down to self care. Am I taking care of myself? Am I praying? Am I reading? Am I worshiping? Am I talking to people? Am I Am I healthy? Right. So doing those things are very, very key. And if you can't get healthy because of your culture, your environment, you need to bring some outside help. And so we talked about some of those things there, uh, as what are some keys or signs. And then the other thing we talked about is how, like, how, like, how do you do it? Because how you leave is how you'll start. So everybody's season will end eventually. It's so funny. I'll say this, uh, our business manager, he's just Mr. You know, as it is candid, he shot an email out, after he first got here, when he was setting up a thing called LastPass where we put all our passwords in it and then we can like share access to passwords with people. He said, we're going to do this so that when you leave your employment here at Grace, and we all made fun of him, but he said, he just, very matter of fact, said, he said, everybody will, you'll either die or you'll go somewhere else. Those are your two options, right? Like not everybody's going to be here forever. And so he said, "Um, so the point is, is you're going to leave. So how do we leave? Well, we talked about what makes it hard to leave. Uh, we talked about how, you know, what can we do to make it easier? Uh, and a lot of that has to do with how are you doing your job right now when you're not transitioning? And so transitioning starts in the seasons where you're not, uh, it's what you do in, in your day to day. It's what you do when everything's going well. Uh, and it's about being a leader, right? So, uh, again, this podcast is all designed to equip, encourage, and empower youth leaders everywhere. And that's what we hope to do here, man. Be a leader, lead well. So that you can transition well, because we know it's coming. And then also, if you need help or if you if you're transitioning, you have questions, shoot us a DM on Instagram, and We'd be more than happy to talk to you about it. We're by no means experts, but we've definitely been through some things, guys. Thank you so much for joining us, man. That's a fun time, right? It was good. That was You should I like think, do this again. Woo! We should. And I think Tyler's uh, official nickname is Goat Puncher Three Thousand. <laughs> yeah. Hide official. your goats. Them. Hide your kids. Oh, get it. Oh. Hide your goats. All right, guys, YM United Nation, thank you so much for joining us today. Uh, we appreciate everything. If you love what you hear, man, like it, subscribe to it, share it, shoot us a message on uh, on Instagram. We need to do a question and answer one one day. Send, you know what? Send us, send us some mm. questions. We'll answer those on the podcast. But anyway, appreciate you guys. Have an awesome,
1: awesome week, month, year, whenever we see you later. Hey, youth pastors, don't you love how ministry is easy? How every week is the exact same, how you only have to focus on one thing all week. There's always plenty of resources to go around to your youth ministry. Now, obviously, that's a bit of a joke, but hopefully your logo is not. Bright Coal Creative is on a mission to fix bad branding in the church. Now, Josh has spent a lot of time on staff. He's, He's spent time volunteering at churches and spent the last decade working at an advertising agency. So if you'd like to see some of the work that he does, go to brightcoal.com. That's B-R-I-G-H-T-C-O-A-L.com slash logos. Or if you need some lunch break entertainment today, check out his logo review series on YouTube at Grade My Logo with Bright Coal.